0: grace and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, our Savior. While we hear the familiar Christmas story in Luke and Matthew's Gospels, and we watch it play out in pageants and movies and television specials, Linus never takes the stage to say the verses from our first reading. The only time we hear these verses is on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day. They're from the book of Titus, one of the pastoral epistles or letters in scripture. And while some of the letters we have are attributed to Paul, it's believed that this letter to Titus and the two letters to Timothy, all of which we think were written towards the end of the first century CE, or possibly even in the second century, were written by an anonymous author who credited Paul in order to honor him. Using Paul's name on a letter that was written after his death is a little like producing a new Walt Disney movie. Mr. Disney died in 1966, but dozens of movies have been produced that bear his name because the legacy he built endures. Whenever we listen to one of these letters, it's helpful to remember that it's as if we are looking over the shoulder of the author as the words are being recorded, or perhaps like we have found a stack of letters tied up in twine in a box in the attic. We aren't the original recipients and we don't really know a lot about who that was, or even about the author. So the letter then invites our curiosity. In this letter, the author is writing to Titus, a Gentile leader on the island of Crete, about the Christian community there. And at the center of his letter, he writes about the manifestation of God's love in the world, the very incarnation of God that we celebrate in the nativity or the birth of Jesus at Christmas. In Jesus, God defies the expectations that people have for what a Messiah or Savior sent from heaven will be. They are expecting a triumphant warrior king, and instead, God breaks into the world and into the lives of ordinary men and women and delivers our Savior, who arrives as a vulnerable newborn held in the tender embrace of his mother. And Jesus, our Savior, brings salvation for all, manifesting the goodness and loving kindness of God in the flesh. Salvation is ours not because of anything we have done, but because God so richly loves each and every one of us. And so it's not only Jesus' birth that we celebrate at Christmas. As the author reminds us, in the waters of baptism, we too are born again and renewed by the Holy Spirit. So as we remember the Son of God arriving in the world as an infant, we also remember our own baptism. When we were named child of God. In Jesus, God's grace is born into the world for all to see and to know. So on this Christmas morning, I wonder how and where we see grace appear in our lives today. Is it in the person next to us, reaching out their hand to hold ours. In someone's praying for us when we need it. In the quilts sewn and delivered to neighbors who are trying to stay warm against the cold. In the knitted prayer shawl wrapped around the shoulders of someone who is grieving. In the laughter Around an abundant table, and in the stillness of the night sky, or the quiet of the early morning. Wherever it is that you notice God's grace, know that it is God's gift to you, given without condition or requirements. In a cynical world that measures achievements and rewards status that seems like a newborn savior, an impossibility. Surely there's a catch. But there isn't. God simply pours out love and grace and mercy through Jesus and invites us. To respond to this goodness in our lives by drawing near to god and sharing jesus with the world let us pray holy god thank you for sending your son jesus to us and showing us how much you love us thank you for the gift of baptism that you call us your children and thank you for your unfailing grace by your holy spirit renew us and lead us to share jesus with the world we pray in the name of our newborn savior jesus amen